Drivers, start your engines! It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of Southern Race Week radio slash uh, podcast. I am William Barber, a.k.a. WB, and this week, as always... I am joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the guy that gets anybody in the world of motorsports to be on the, the, the show of all shows. I'm talking about Alfie, 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 sitting high atop his pit box. Alfie, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good, WB. Glad to be with you again this week. And uh, just before we went on the air here to uh, do the fine radio broadcast and podcast for this week, you mentioned to me that you're going to be taking off next week because you have a very special uh, anniversary coming up next week. So you and the missus are going to be taking some time off to, to celebrate. So why don't you tell our loyal listeners uh, what you got coming up here, William? Going to be spending the 13th wedding anniversary with my lovely, lovely wife and the president, CEO, chief executive officer of Southern Race Week, Barb or Barbara, Barber, as she's referred to on Instagram. Uh, and uh, yeah, so uh, we're going to be doing that uh, next week and uh, having a great time. 13 years of marital mess, I mean, a uh, bliss. I'm sorry. Did I, can we edit that? that just, no, we're live. <laughs> we're live. I'm sorry. So yes, 13 years of uh, of marital bliss, and uh, you know, just gonna uh, take a little time, a little pause, a little breather. So congratulations. Yeah. Did you besides the trip? What else did you get her? Did you get her anything else? Or are you still shopping for that? You know, this is the funny thing, and I'm gonna tell you this, and I don't want you to tell nobody. Okay. Because okay, yeah, I'm okay. checking the seat. I'm gonna turn my volume down so she doesn't. This hear is me. just between you and me, of course. This is just between me and you. Okay. Yeah. What I've done is I've bought her a jewelry box. Okay, a new jewelry box, a watch, jewelry box, and and jewelry, sunglasses, and everything that you put on the the bathroom counter. Mm -hmm. But what I'm gonna do is is I'm gonna take some jewelry that is in her old jewelry box that she hasn't wore in like two or three years. And I'm going to put it in a little box and then give it to her on the anniversary and say, happy anniversary and see if she picks up on the fact that that's jewelry that she already had, but it's like, she's got so much yeah. that I don't even know that she's going to pick up on it, but you know, Hey, so I'm turning my volume back up. You know what, William? We are here to not only talk about your anniversary that's coming up and, and you taking some time off, but we have another exciting episode of Southern Race Week Radio along with the uh, Southern Race Week Radio podcast, which is available every Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And while you're there, subscribe. And uh, also you can rate and leave your comments as well. And then we also got the Facebook page and Twitter as well. If you want to reach out to us on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Southern Race Week. And also our Twitter page was at SRW Radio. And we have an email address as well. So if you want to drop us an email and maybe you want to be on the program to promote what you got going on, it's uh, srwradio at yahoo.com, William. And uh, before we get started, I want to give a shout out to JoJo Wilkinson, who was on the show last week. Had her ARCA debut this past weekend and finished eighth 
So congratulations Woo-hoo. to uh, JoJo Wilkinson there. We wanted to give a little bit of a shout out there. But uh, we have another jam-packed episode of Southern Race Week Radio coming up this week, William. You're going to be speaking with Brandon Hutchinson here in just a couple of moments to uh, give the progress of what's going on in Atlanta Motor Speedway as they're repaving and resurfacing the track for the March race, the Folds of Honor QT 500 weekend. Uh, we'll have Lenny Patiki on to keep us up to date and up to speed on what's going on in the world of short track news. And also Brad Gilly from the uh, Performance Racing Network will join us to bring us the latest on what's going on in NASCAR news as well. So all of that coming up for you here on Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Hey everyone, this is Anthony Alfredo and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Well, race fans here on Southern Race Week uh, Radio and Southern Race Week podcast uh, every single week in and week out. We love to bring on guests that, uh, that will fill us in on anything going on with racing from the inside perspective. Preferably, if we can get someone in management to let us know really what's going on with the state of uh, their racetrack. And today, we're fortunate enough to have on the man himself, the legend in promotion, events, and running the best damn racetrack in the entire Southeast and beyond. Ladies and gentlemen, Brandon Hudson. Brandon, welcome back to the show, sir. Man, I am doing great, WB. Glad to be with you. Thank you for having me. Man, thank you for being on the program, man. Atlanta Motor Speedway, y'all have probably uh, been the busiest track in the entire world inside of a 90-day period, and uh, the, the, the activity continues to go on today. It does. You know, we started 15 minutes after the checker flag fell for the Quaker State 400, and it hadn't stopped. We've been blessed with great weather. They're putting uh, final grading touches in turns one and two today for the new reprofile of the track, and they're starting the rough grade in turns three and four. Well, you know, a lot of folks have been talking about uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway and this new uh, new design, if you will. The questions that have come up, and if you don't mind, I'd like to run a few by here and everything the questions have been is it to to give the drivers an opportunity to have more speed is it uh, the redesign to help have a more three four wide racing action or is it merely so that the water will run off of the track in case it rains quicker well <laughs> i tell you what that's a good one i like that last one um actually putting in a a state-of-the-art new technology draining system so when it does rain we'll be able to dry quicker than we ever have before but you know our company speedway motorsports is all about innovation it's about taking chances taking risks doing things first whether it's the roval at charlotte motor speedway putting dirt on bristol motor speedway taking NASCAR to Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas, all of which have been great, fun events to watch. Bringing a new profile to Atlanta Motor Speedway is something that's never been done before on an intermediate track. Taking the banking to 28 degrees is going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be challenging for the racers, no doubt. But we're in the entertainment business. For us, it's all about putting something in front of our fans that we feel like can bring the most potential for entertaining them and their family. So that's what this is about. You know, a lot of the talk has been not so much about going from 24 to 28 degrees in the banking, but narrowing the track. If you think about it, we're going to be 
12 feet wider than Darlington. We're going to be wider than Talladega or wider than Daytona. We're going to be almost as wide as Talladega. And we're going to be 42 feet wide in the turns. These race cars, the next gen race car is six and a half, 6.53 feet wide. So you'll be able to come off the outside wall, three feet, put a race car, three feet, put a race car, three feet, put a race car, three feet, put another race car. So they will be able to race four wide. It's going to be fast. It's going to be challenging. And most of all, again, it's going to be entertaining. Well, if you just join us here, we're talking with Brandon Hudson at Atlanta Motor Speedway and, uh, you know, the great, uh, the, the resurfacing of the track uh, and making it the race action uh, a lot different. And a lot of race fans have, have, have made comments about how they're looking forward to it. Uh, the thing that I got to tell you, Brandon, because, uh, you know, you and I, you know, known each other for a long time. We've talked about this on the show about you and I getting out on the racetrack and, and, and uh, pacing each other in our cars and everything. And now I see that Atlanta Motor Speedway is doing dirt track race tours tell me up what you're doing track <laughs> tours and you're how is the bus how's the van gonna go around the track in the dirt while they're trying to resurface it that's my question they're not gonna go onto the dirt you're the the <laughs> race tours were suspended when covid came about in march of 2020 so we're excited to announce that we're bringing back the race tours so fans will get an opportunity to come out here see atlanta motor speedway up close and personal get an opportunity to see the construction and what's going on inside the track so it's cool thing for the fans to get to do and hey listen you're going to be able to buy part of this asphalt too you can go on our website speedway children's charities 100 percent of the proceeds go to children's organizations in this area yep. are going to be selling parts of the asphalt so pretty historic asphalt it's been in place since 1997 so many historical moments have taken place going to be a cool offering from speedway children's charities but no the tours give fans an opportunity to come out here and see what we got going on now uh brendan i've got a uh, request uh here you know i don't i don't ask you for very many things because you know I, I just go to dustin first uh <laughs> because i like to hold out for the big major ask you know for you um so what have i got to do because i think i might be able to convince my wife this will be a great asset to our our garage what do i got to do to get a section of the atlanta motor speedway retainer wall because i know you're going to put new ones up no we're not the, the outside the outside wall is remaining in place that's why the track's having to narrow because we're going from the bottom no i'm the talking exterior about the wall is I'm talking about the safer, the safer barrier. barrier. going right back up. Oh, really? It's going oh. right back up. Well, it, I knew it, it would, but I thought maybe you put a new one in or something. No, they, they <laughs> took it down. Uh, they started taking it down right after the Quick State 400. Right. It is in the infield stacked right now. It's uh, all numbered and cataloged, so they gotcha. know exactly where it goes back on the track. So gotcha, as much gotcha. as I would love to be able to uh, allow you to make your wife happy with that new garage uh, item, <laughs> um, it's going right back up. Man. Okay. All right. Well, the, you know, the, the with the – I didn't know with the – I saw where you were peeling back the safer barriers, and it was literally like watching uh, a time capsule be revealed, like you know, because you saw the old – all logos, track names, everything else that was on the walls originally uh, before the safer barriers were put up. And that was just – got to, that just had to be the coolest thing uh, to see as that transformation took place. And people are able to do you it know, live on, on, on YouTube. 
Yeah, we, we've got some great live updates that you can watch. We shot some drone footage yesterday, which is, is going to be cool to be able to see. I'm actually sitting here looking at turns three and four right now, William, and I can see the red and white hash marks that haven't been at Atlanta Motor Speedway since the 80s. Wow. I mean, yeah, that's when uh, that that goes back to uh, tractor-trailer time racing around the track and everything, so... I've got a picture in my desk right now of me and my brother and my father out here in 1986 standing right outside of what my office is right now. And that wall looks just like it did uh, way back then. It was a little fresher paint back then. But but yeah, it's pretty cool to see. We have seen some of the old logos unveiled and it's been a special time. You know, I've been here for 26 years now. So a lot of memories. I was here on the original configuration from 95 to 97. Mm-hmm. I was here when we made the switch in 97 between the March and November races. Remember back then? Yep. We had the championship race in November. Sure um, so got to see the transformation, and now I'm getting to watch it play out again. So I am one of the only employees that have been here, which will now be for all three configurations. So pretty cool to watch. It's coming along great. Mother Nature has been kind to us. The the track surface has been removed, as you've seen online in the turns. They're putting the final grades again in turn one, working on three and four. And so, hey, you know, they're beginning to put in the new drainage system that we talked about. I think they will finish up all the rough grading in the next two weeks. They'll put finalized grades uh, in the third week. They're going to be paving here in September. It's going to wow. be cool to watch. All right, real quick, uh, the big congratulations on the fact that uh, Folds of Honor and Quick Trip have come back on board again for another season uh, following up our 2022. Congratulations on that. Thank you very much. It'll be the eighth year for the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500. You know, such great partners, not just Folds of Honor and the mission that they serve and helping the men and women who have lost loved ones, putting them through school and giving them scholarships, but Quick Trip. Man, Quick Trip is a great partner. I'm telling you, for your listeners, we all have to get gas somewhere. They're more than a gas station. Go get lunch there. Go get breakfast there. But when you're driving down the street, you need to use the restroom. you got to fill up your tank. Think about what a great partner they are in partnering with Folds of Honor, helping the men and women who serve our country. It's been fun for us. Love them. Glad to have them back for an eighth year. And who knows? Hopefully beyond that. Hey, listeners. This is Jamie Little from NASCAR on Fox, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hello, and welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network itself. We're continuing on with this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, as we've reached the short track portion of the program this week, as we love to keep you up to date and informed on what's going on in the world of short track racing. And when we have to do that, there's one guy that we love going to to get the latest in short track news. Let's head on over to the Food Depot hotline and welcome in the host of PRN at the track. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Lenny ticket and i love me some southern race week radio man uh i'm telling you it's going to be uh just another one the, the heat of summer has got everybody excited and of course you have the pulse on everything going on with short track news with your podcast as well prn at the track which is available at 
goprn.com if you want to download and listen uh, to the podcast each week. But uh, Lenny, as I mentioned, you are always got your eyes and ears on the world of short track racing. So what can you tell us about some of the results that you've seen over the last uh, weekend? Well, uh, I'll start with uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway uh, and uh, the other Legends tracks that have been just dominated by one young man, Caleb Hetty, who has uh, come, been coming down from Kentucky and just you know, taking back all the gold, if you will. He's somebody that uh, really has that personality, that style, that charisma, that hopefully he'll be able to uh, make it up further and uh, really be able to show his wares. He's one name. I also got to tip my hat to another guy that raced up some legends, Donald McIntosh, uh, getting the Shapers Oil Southern Nationals Championship over the last couple of weeks. Really cool to see uh, D-Mac getting himself, uh, you know, that big trophy at the end of it all. Um, I also, uh, you know, at Cherokee, a kid from uh, South Carolina, Luke Cooper, another one of those rising stars that has won a bunch of times at Livonia. He has been uh, very impressive. Bradley Jones and uh, Brady Cornett won at Livonia earlier this week. Matt Gilbert won at Winder Barrow. And coincidentally, Matt Gilbert will be on PRN's at the track. So folks that tune in will get to hear uh, the voice of uh, somebody that made it around the Baja and got him the big trophy there at the end of the night. So uh, that should be pretty fun. And, uh, you know, those are some of the uh, the results from here and far across the far-flung grassroots area. Now, I know for us here locally in Atlanta, Bubba Pollard is a, a big name here in the uh, Georgia area, and he was able to get himself in victory lane after a little bit of a, a drought there. So what do you think of Bubba Pollard's performance over this past weekend? Well, I, I like what Bubba did uh, in Florida, but he wasn't able to uh, come all the way back through. He made it to the podium at Hickory, and uh, they've decided to kind of dismantle the car again and uh, get it worked on and try to, uh, you know, make it even better and faster, whatever Bubba is liking. So his chassis folks, uh, you know, not satisfied with just one win. They want to get him more wins and be able to have adjustability in the thing. I think Bubba's still got all that Bubba has always had. Now they just got to make him comfortable every time he gets back in the car. Now, a friend of the show who, who's made some noise here is JoJo Wilkinson. She's really made her way up the charts. She just recently debuted in the ARCA uh, series this past weekend, got herself an eighth-place finish. I think she really is impressed. She's been part of the BMR uh, uh, Academy here over the last uh, few weeks as well. Um, JoJo Wilkinson, she's really is uh, starting to make a name for herself. What, what do you think of her performance? You know, her journey has been such a triumph and tragedy and just perseverance. I, I love what, uh, you know, the strength that she has shown throughout it, from karting at the Georgia Karting Center and winning big trophies there to a, a horrific crash, and now this comeback after, you know, all that she's gone through. JoJo Wilkinson has shown that she can persevere and get these victories. I don't think it'll be long before she's able to pull it off. What she learned at the BMR Academy out in California with Bill McAnally and uh, his crew, I think she'll put that to good use along with that natural talent and that fire that she certainly has. I can't wait to see her uh, big smile in victory lane. Speaking with Lenny Batiki here on uh, Southern Race Week Radio as we break down the world of a uh, short track and what's going on there. And and Lenny, as we said, we're in kind of the uh, middle of summer right here, about to wrap things up for the summer season. And I'm sure there's a lot more racing on the schedule that you're excited about. What are some of the events looking uh, that you're looking forward to and maybe some of our uh, listeners might be looking forward to coming up here in the next uh, few weeks or so? 
Well, I'm sure Dixie and Rome are going to have some uh, great races. Oglethorpe Speedway, I can't mention them enough. Uh, Their final season, they're going to go by the wayside. If you're anywhere over towards uh, the Savannah part of the state, get over there and uh, say hi to Darlene and all the uh, group over there. uh, They've done a fantastic job. And this weekend, if you're uh, stuck in the house or uh, just want to watch on a free purview, uh, we're going to be up uh, running with Cody Swanson, the guy from the SRX that you mentioned earlier, and Jeremy Mayfield. They'll be the two headliners at an event that you can go to pitrow.tv to be able to check out for free this coming Saturday night, the Motor Mountain Masters. I hope folks will tune in and uh, watch this epic thing happen up at Jennerstown. Should be a great one. A lot of money on the line, a prestigious They call it the Masters, just like over in Savannah, but they give a red jacket, a crimson jacket, if you will, uh, that denotes American Racers uh, tires, uh, home colors. So it's pretty darn neat event. And with Mayfield in there, anything can happen. Swanson's going to have his hands full. Now, PRN of the Track is your podcast that you do uh, every week. You focus on the uh, South and, and the Midwest region as well with your podcast. So tell us a bit about what's coming up on the podcast and, and tell us a little bit about the, the background of how you got started doing the uh, PRN of the Track podcast, sir. Well, we've been uh, doing PRNs at the track now for eight years. Over a thousand different grassroots guests have been uh, interviewed. Uh, this week's show will feature Winder Barrel winner Matt Gilbert from South Carolina. Feature Katie Yonchuk. She is a third-generation racer. Her father and grandfather were engine builders for Dale Earnhardt when I worked at RCR. And uh, Virginia's Justin Carroll will be on. He's making a comeback uh, at his home track up at Langley. Some great guests there over in the Midwest. We've got a a special one, a fourth-generation female, Vivian Jones. She just won a sprint car race up in uh, the Pittsburgh area. Tune them in. 95 different females uh, in that more than 1,000 different guests have been interviewed. That's a radio record, and we're very honored to uh, have our listeners at TRNs at the track and as equally honored to be a part of Southern Race Week Radio's far-flung family. Well, we appreciate you too, Lenny. GoPRN.com is the website. Go there to get the the program every single week. And, uh, Mr. Patiki, before we let you go here, if our listeners want to keep up with you guys on social media and keep up with what's going on with the program, uh, where can they go to uh, keep up and follow along with what's going on? PRNs at the track, 24-7. We pushed out more grassroots tweets than Kenny Wallace. That's a fact. <laughs> PRNs at the track. Keep you updated with all the grassroots racing information. We're also on Instagram and Twitter as well. Well, Mr. Patiki, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. And I'm sure we'll talk to you again down the road to keep up with everything going on in the world of short track, sir. And, and thank you once again for your time. Anytime. Love us some Alfie at Southern Race Week Radio. This is John Roberts from FS1, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hello, and welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie continuing on with this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast as we get set to go road course racing this upcoming weekend at Watkins Glen after a two-week break for the NASCAR Cup Series as the Olympics was going on. So NBC will be back with their coverage and the Motor Racing Network will have the radio coverage of the action in Watkins Glen this weekend. But we got a lot of uh, NASCAR news and information to get to. And to provide us with that latest news and info, let's head on over to the Food Depot hotline and welcome in one of the many voices you hear on the Performance Racing Network. He also joins Doug Rice every Monday on Fast Talk, provided to you by the Performance Racing Network as well. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Brad Gilly! 
Mr. Gillia, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're doing good, my friend. I am. Thank you so much for that intro. That was awesome. Well, of course, when we have a big deal guest on, we always have to give them a big deal introduction. So we really appreciate the time and, and uh, joining us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio along with the uh, Southern Race Week Radio uh, podcast. But let's uh, let's get in right into the breaking news that we just heard about uh, earlier uh, this week as Ross Chastain will be driving the number one car next year for uh, Trek House Motorsports. So your thoughts on Ross Chastain taking over for the number one ride next year, sir? Well, I think it's a great opportunity. I think it's great that he's effectively going to stay with the organization because, you know, currently that is Chip Ganassi Racing uh, for whom he drives. And uh, Ross has proven himself to be a good, young, up-and-coming talent in NASCAR. And for Trackhouse Racing to have bought Chip Ganassi, they're bringing over Daniel Suarez, their current driver, and they did have that one open seat to fill. I do think it makes sense because I think Ross is the guy that you can really build your team around. You know, Kurt Busch being, you know, at least when the announcement was made, the odd man out, um, obviously has a lot more prospects out there, including a potential run over at 2311 Racing. But I like it. I, I just, I like Ross. He's a great guy and he's a pretty hard nosed racer. And I think he will make any team better. Like you said, there's a lot of musical chairs going on this offseason. As you said, Kurt Busch went off an opportunity to have a ride, but Matthew Benedetto is another name that's out there who's not going to have a ride for next year. Uh, what are your thoughts on Manny D's opportunity? He said he doesn't want to race in the Xfinity Series, that he's only focused on the Cup Series. So is there an opportunity for Matty D to get a ride somewhere next year, or, or he might have to take a, a year or a couple of years off till uh, something opens up for him? Well, his best opportunity uh, that he's had to date is the one that he's in right now over at Wood Brothers Racing, and he did get an extension on that deal to be able to drive that car this year when he sat in the car back at Daytona at the beginning of the season. He knew this was only going to be a one-year deal to prove himself, and as the year has gone on, uh, they really started out struggling. They had a good run that put them in playoff contention. Then they started struggling again, made a crew chief change, and they've been running better, not necessarily finishing better. But for Matt, um, I don't know that he's necessarily going to be in a position to dictate you know, what kind of ride he gets into and in what series. I think you need to look at it with a really open mind and say to yourself, hey, um, you know, people love me. I, they really do. But my resume has a zero in one big column, and that's the win column when it comes to any of NASCAR's top divisions. And without that win or multiple wins, you know, it's kind of hard to, you know, sort of shop yourself around and say, hey, this is what I want and this is what I don't want. Uh, we have seen drivers really make a name for themselves by stepping down to another series and proving that they are winners, and he might just have to do that. Speaking with Brad Gilly here of the Performance Racing Network on Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Now, we're just coming off uh, two off weeks for the NASCAR Cup Series, which is something that I, as long as I've known, hasn't been uh, done before to take a break for the Olympics since uh, NBC is carrying the Olympic coverage. And as I was kind of looking around social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you see a lot of drivers posting pictures of themselves on vacation, you know, spending time with their families, doing other things. Uh, what are your thoughts on this two-week break? Do you think it hampers some guys? What, what are your thoughts on that two-week break? Yeah, I think sitting here now, um, you know, look, I'm, I'm the type of person, if we just race 52 weeks a year, I would be just fine and happy. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, you, you do need some time off, and, and having two straight weeks is something that we're just simply not used to in the sport. But I think a lot of people have enjoyed it. You know, Hermie Sadler um, was on Fast Talk with us this week, and he pointed out something um, that I never even considered that, you know, in years past, we would have the all-star race in Charlotte, then run the Coca-Cola 600 in Charlotte. And while that wasn't a two-week break – 
that gave crew members and teams a couple of weeks straight to be able to spend uh, at home with their families. And we didn't get that this year because the all-star races in Texas, but you know, to have a two week break now, maybe that is something that makes sense. Maybe it is something that when you have that final 14 week stretch until the end of the season, that it is good to kind of give people a rest and let them breathe for just a second, how it impacts the competition. If at all, um, we won't know for, uh, you know, several weeks now, but I actually thought it was a pretty good idea. I'd be okay if it showed up in the schedule next year. Now, taking a look at the uh, playoff standings right now, uh, Mr. Gilly, it's getting really tight. We've got uh, 13 drivers who have already advanced themselves in the playoffs. Uh, Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, Tyler Reddick, positions 14 through 16, and Austin Dillon is right out there uh, the inside looking in. He's just a few points behind Tyler Reddick uh, for that 16th position with just a handful of races before we get to Daytona. Do you see anyone outside of those top 17 spots, Chris Buescher, Matty D, Ross Chastain, or even or Bubba Wallace, who are way outside and probably will need a win to get themselves in the playoffs? Do you see any kind of other craziness going on into this playoff picture, uh, or do you think you pretty much think we have it the way it will probably go when we get to Daytona? Yeah, that's so hard to tell right now because, you know, I've, I've heard some people say, well, history has told us that usually at this point in the season we don't see much change, but we don't really have the same history that we have in our schedule right now. You know, we've never had with four races to go in the regular season, two straight road course events, um, you know, followed by a week at what would just be a normal track at Michigan, followed by Daytona, where anybody can win, and that has been proven time and time again at a track like Daytona or Talladega. It could be anyone in victory lane. So I don't think you can go by history and see what it shows. I think you look at it and say we probably have one big wild card race, which is Daytona, and potentially two more wild card races. I think teams who perform well on road courses will perform well, but I do think strategy can come into play and give us a unique winner as well. Or maybe a guy like Ross Chastain, who's been running fantastic on road courses this year, can come up and pick up his first victory. So I wouldn't say that it won't change, uh, but, you know, there's a, there's a lot to look forward to when it comes to listening to and watching these races. A big head-scratcher at this point, Denny Hamlin or Kevin Harvick haven't chalked up a victory yet this season, which is crazy considering the runs they had uh, last year in the series. Do you see any one of those two even that are picking up a victory before we get to Daytona? You know, it's possible. I mean, Harvick, um, you know, has proven himself a winner on road courses. Um, he's not been that great here recently. Denny Hamlin has won at Watkins Glen before, uh, you know, within the past several years. So, you know, maybe he's a guy that could do something. Uh, yeah, I mean, Michigan could be a good opportunity, although for Kevin Harvick, that's really where uh, his team has struggled. Maybe it's a better opportunity for Denny Hamlin. And Harvick, when it comes to you put everything, lay it out all equal on the table from a, an equipment standpoint, he is one of those that can rise above a lot of people. And that's what Daytona brings to us as well, uh, as he is, uh, again, proven a winner there. So, uh, you know, if one of them doesn't win in the next four, it wouldn't surprise me. If one of them does, it wouldn't surprise me either, just because so many different things are up in the air right now. Well, uh, Mr. G we really appreciate your time. And if our listeners want to keep up with you on social media and with the latest is going on in NASCAR and everything going on, where, where can they follow you on the social media world? Yeah, just simply Brad Gilly, G-I-L-L-I-E. Um, you know, I'm not the most prolific tweeter or anything <laughs> like that. But, um, you know, if it's something interesting, then I'll put it out there. And, of course, you can listen to him every Monday on Fast Talk with uh, Doug Rice and Electra, Alexis Erickson, which I really do uh, enjoy listening to every Monday as they wrap up everything and give you the latest in uh, NASCAR news. Uh, Mr. Gilly, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. We'll talk to you again, hopefully down the road again during the season and catch up with what's going on with you. Well, that sounds wonderful. I look forward to it. Hey, it's Ron Caps, driver of the Nap Auto Parts Funny Car, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hi, race fans. Well, I tell you what, uh, I hope y'all are having 
a wonderful week and weekend where you are. And we thank you. And remember, tell your family, friends, cousins, neighbors, I'm WB, a.k.a. William Barber. And uh, Alfie, uh, I tell you, man, again, you did another great job of getting us some dynamic guests for this week's show, man. Thank you very much, William. And once again, thanks to Brandon Hutchinson of Atlanta Motor Speedway. Also, Lenny Patiki, the host of PRN at the track, and Brad Gilly from the Performance Racing Network for joining us this week. And once again, if you want to hear this show again or any of our previous episodes, it'll be available for you on Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And make sure you subscribe to the show. If you subscribe to the show, you'll get a notification when a new episode is up and ready for you to listen to and already working on next week's jam-packed episode william you will not be here as you'll be enjoying some time off but next week hopefully we'll be speaking with rob ramage the new uh, general manager over there at the texas Motor speedway also leah pruitt who just won this past weekend in the nhra series and also uh, kyle petty will come on the program to talk about his new uh, program and show is available on peacock so we will have another jam-packed episode next week and also we've got the social media platforms facebook.com slash southern race week and also on twitter at srw radio where we're always posting the latest in racing news and information william now you know who leah pruitt's married to right well she's not married yet but she's getting married to tony stewart yes Tony Stewart, baby. That's what I'm talking about. She done convinced Smoke to put a ring on it, baby. Hey, listen, folks, y'all check out hashtag SRW podcast. And until next week, I'm WB. I'm Alfie. We'll see y'all at a racetrack near you.